Hey, I'm Kristen. And I'm Mike. And this is The The Business Family. Family. Welcome, guys. I'm so excited that you guys are here. Today, we are here with Family Tree Holistic Health. And this is Mike and, well, Dr. Mike and Jasmine. And we are so excited to be here. They have an acupuncture, um, I don't even know what to call it, an acupuncture practice practice, um, here in Arlington Heights. And we're just going to jump right in. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about um, the timeline of family tree and how it came to be your family all that kind of stuff sure well we've been married for 12 years now Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah a little bit so our practice now is named family tree holistic health but it actually started out years ago as sasic Sasic family acupuncture Acupuncture. Um, we got married and um, mike started acupuncture school Mm -hmm. and then we had our first daughter about a year and a half later um and he was still in school. So actually, the, I was still in the hospital. And the day after she was born, I was in the hospital. And he went back to school that day because wow. it was yeah, like it was a really a, serious yeah, a, program. Yeah, we had Saturday classes and it was on a Saturday. So I just, yeah. I stayed at the school. hospital with our newborn <laughs> yep, and he we went committed. to school because we, we were committed and had to do it. So, yes. um, so yeah. And then, uh, you know, when he finished school, um, so we had our daughter and we... Um, moved to a house in the suburbs where we would have room for him to practice out of. So, okay. you know, we had like extra bedrooms basically to use as treatment rooms. And um, so we started that way and we mm-hmm. incorporated as uh, family tree or sorry, Sasic family yeah. acupuncture. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Seems like a million years ago. It does. Was. Yeah. Um, and we started with literally one, one client a week who mm-hmm. came Every wow. week for a treatment, yep. and then we were excited when we hit two two clients mm-hmm. a week, and then three. <laughs> yeah, we really, really built it from the ground up. It was wow. it was yeah very very small, small we just as it could possibly be. Networked um, amongst our friends and family, and yeah. Um, yeah, so we started that way, and then um, sometime after you started, we were still you were still working from home, and I got pregnant with our son, mm-hmm. and so then I was actually we had a home birth with him, and I actually was like oh, fun in labor while he was. Seeing patients. Seeing patients in yeah. our home. <laughs> and then I quickly transitioned from seeing patients to treating you to go into Yeah, he labor. gave me like some induction treatments induction to treatment. help me along with my labor. Wow. Um, yeah, and at one point I remember that night being like, okay, I need, because I was making small talk with some of the clients as they were coming in yeah. um, and waiting. And I was finally like, okay, I need I need to go, <laughs> Space. go yeah. be in labor now. Yeah. <laughs> See you later. So we, yeah, so we had our son then. Um and then we, so the business was rolling along. Mike was still, we should say, you were still working a day job. Like Yes, I was. He, okay. Yep. He had an undergraduate degree in biology, so mm-hmm. he always did like research. Sure. So mm-hmm. he had a full-time day job and the acupuncture was was sort of our our side gig. Yeah. Um, did and you it, anticipate job. it turning into full-time? Was that your goal? Or? That was the goal. Always. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we just wanted to make sure that we were taking things really slowly and, and, yeah. and, um, I guess pragmatically in the beginning so that we didn't get in over our heads. We needed to be financially stable. Yeah. You know, so I, I couldn't see three patients a week or whatever it was and right. have that financial sta- stability. Yeah. So the, the day job was handy. Cool. I was wondering, yeah. I was like, how did they manage to pay their bills with one That's patient? How we did it. Right. That's how we did it. Right. Yeah. We, yeah. yeah. He was yeah. still working and I was staying home with the kids most, most of the time. Cool. And we um, had, we'd always wanted, like we had dreamed about opening, you know, a full-time practice yes. and an office space and we were looking yes. at places, but it was just so expensive and so much overhead and we just did not have the money to do that at the time. Sure. So especially coming, you know, him coming out of graduate school, right. 
um, you know, all of our money was going towards that, <laughs> towards that. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so we just started really slow and then we did open, we found one office, um, that was probably about 20 minutes away from home, but it was a really yeah. good opportunity. It was a good price. It was just a small treatment room and then like a shared waiting room area with mm-hmm. other businesses there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we took the plunge and, and opened that, but mm-hmm. we still kept our home office as well because we felt like it was too far away to take all of our patients yep. there. Sure. Um, we were worried they wouldn't all go the 20 minutes away. So then he was working both offices. He was working the the office in Long Grove and one at home and still working a job oh, too. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Full yeah. time, I believe. I should say that part- the, the office in, in Long Grove was in a medical building, so it felt like it was something substantial like it was it wasn't was just in a, in, a, in a little office yeah. park you know so it, i think that was a really good fit for us to to get started yeah. outside of the home um but yeah i was still working i was, I was uh still working full-time yeah I think, for for the beginning of that transition right very cool and then yeah. we started oh and then after dean was born um was when you went full-time or sorry, part-time, part-time at your job, right. at your day job, so that mm-hmm. you could at least, yeah, focus more on the business. Yeah, and that was a big step. Uh, it felt big at the time. Uh, yeah. But, you know, again, it, it, it just made sense that we could, we financially calculated what it would take for me to transition to part-time from full-time, and we, we hit that mark, so we did it. Yeah, so That's then great. we had, yeah. yeah, we had two kids at home, and now we had our home office and another office, and you were working part-time, mm-hmm. and then it... Um, then we decided to, because it wasn't crazy enough, to do foster care. Yes. <laughs> so, um, These so are we just got, the things we do. <laughs> yeah, just like in all of our free time, we got our foster care license and very quickly got our first foster placement, which was three siblings. So then we kind of went overnight from two kids to five kids. Wow. And it very quickly became apparent that we could not keep up Mike working at home anymore because the noise level in our house that was alone. insane. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the chaos. And you've so got just... people trying to like relax and you're already sticking needles in them while they're trying mm-hmm. to relax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there were a couple, I remember kind of not tense moments, but moments where I could hear stuff outside and I was like, oh gosh, what are these people going to think of us in our, our crazy, you know, home situation here? Mm-hmm. It's time to, you know, branch and of course, out. Our and clients like, loved, they they were, loved it yeah, and they loved yeah, the kids, but it was knew. just time to, you know, sure. this, it was time yeah. to. And <laughs> our, our, our clients have always kind of known what we're about in our, our family situation. So they were, they've always been fantastic about it. Cool. Um, you know, when our kids are over here making noise in this office now, they're, they're totally mm-hmm. fine with it because we explain that to them up front. Like, we're a family business and this is how we run things. Yeah. So it, it's always been great. Yeah. yeah. So we, so yeah, so that was when we finally moved out of the house. And then at some point in there, I don't know when you, you finally quit the day job mm-hmm. and running the, so we kept the, t- we, we found another office really close to home that was also really inexpensive. So now we had two offices going, the one really close to home and the one about 20 minutes away that we had had for a while. Um, and we kept both of those offices How come you had running. two offices going? Just convenience for clients or? Yeah, because when we opened the first office outside of our home, it was 20 minutes away. So we were worried that our clients wouldn't go with us. Got it. And so then when we wanted to move out of our home, we opened one near our right. I mean, it was only a little south of it's us. It's like a mile and a half away from our yeah. house. Got it. And then when I think probably when the leases were up on those offices, we decided to consolidate them into one office. So mm, that's sure. where we're at now. Okay. Um, we found one larger space that was literally like we we went on, you know, map quest to find the distance between mm. the two offices and found the location like right in the center. This oh, is wow. almost exactly halfway between the two. It's, uh, it's yeah. a difference Perfect. of like Perfect. two or three tenths of a mile. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that made life easier because Mike had been working basically 
seven days a week so that he mm-hmm. would have time split between the two offices. And when we consolidated, it gave everybody because he had been working like Saturdays at one office and Sundays at another so that sure. he would have mm-hmm. a, a weekend, weekend day. day at yeah. each. Mm-hmm. Weekend appointments are important and yeah, yeah. <laughs> had to have something available for the people that were in the one office. Absolutely. And the other. So yeah, Saturday and Sunday, both yeah. kind of full days. So he worked. He worked a ton in those early years of getting everything. And then finally, once we got this office opened, um, everything kind of settled down because we were all in one spot then. And it made it a lot easier. So that's how we got here. And now we've been here for four years. Four years. And and then like in the past year, we expanded our office here and made it double the size it was originally. So So yeah, yeah. this is the second phase of the office, the stuff back here. That's awesome. awesome. And you guys have people working for you, right? We do. A couple employees. Um, We have have one employee uh, whose name is Brian. um, And he's been with us for a couple months now. Um, And then we have a partner uh, whose name is Carissa. Awesome. Um, and she's awesome. She's, she's fantastic. Yeah, she yeah. started out kind of working for us. But then, as a lot of people do when they go into acupuncture, they want to, you know, own their own practice. And mm-hmm. so we started right away having conversations with her about partnering mm-hmm. together. And that's worked out really well. Very cool. Um, and Brian's new, but we've had, we've usually had like one other acupuncturist working for us for, s- for the past like, like several years. Six or seven years. Yeah, yeah we've okay. had at least one. So they're both um, acupuncturists, correct. Brian and Chris. Yes. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yep. That's awesome. Right. Yep. Love so, that. Yeah, it's, it's it's great because it my you know schedule can get very full, so it's helpful to have some counterbalance so that you know patients can see other practitioners, and it's mm-hmm. a pretty seamless yeah approach that we have. So yeah, it works really well. Love it. Yeah. So I want to go back a little bit to fostering because mm-hmm. I mean fostering is really close to our heart. We have several friends who do it, and it's. I mean, it's so needed, right? And so yeah. the fact that you guys took that step while you were building a business <laughs> is, I mean, to be quite honest, we've talked about fostering and I'm like, not now. Things are too crazy, yeah. but you did it. <laughs> it was <laughs> so ambitious. Tell us about that. So, uh, and just the conversation <laughs> and decision. So the, the conversation started before we got married. Um, okay. It was always our plan to do some kind of adoption. Jasmine has adoption in her family. Um, so we had... We'd had that conversation. Uh, we just didn't know how that would look right. in the long run. Um, so, in doing research and going through, you know, just looking at things, that looking did, at our various options, options yeah. um, we we discovered that uh, fostering from or, or doing adoption from uh, the international route is there's a lot of uh, gray area there hmm. in terms of like um, uh, there's uh, a lot of corruption involved. Yeah, yeah, you don't know what exactly is happening. You don't know where your money's going, hmm. so on and so forth. So that was not a great fit for us, um, and it's incredibly expensive, and we didn't have the money to do that. Um, so I had the idea to look into foster care and Jasmine kind of took that idea and ran with it. And as I tend to do with things, (laughs) Um, and it turned out really great. I mean, but that, that was kind of the, the, the origin of our foster. Well, and for me, Mike was working, I know it doesn't make sense to do it, but what I was thinking was I'm, I'm home with these two kids. I was, I, I felt stuck at home and I was very literally stuck at home when we moved to the house in the suburbs. We only had one car and Mike took it to his day job each day. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're living kind of out in in this, you know, neighborhood with no sidewalks and nowhere to go, even if there were sidewalks. Right. So I was very, I felt very stuck at home and kind of isolated with our little kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, we had always done some altruistic and volunteer work mm-hmm. and I, I, I was missing that, but there's not a lot that we could find to do with, you know, one or two little kids that was still really meaningful and helpful. Yeah. Um, so foster care really fit into that because yeah, check the boxes. For yeah, sure. it, would, yeah. It gave me kind of more purpose to my life while he was off working so much. Um, 
it was something for me to do and to feel like we were still being helpful. And we really loved what it brought into our kids' lives and, mm, yeah. you know, teaching them compassion and empathy. So yeah. that's how we, I, we just, we tend to not, we used to make some long-term plans. <laughs> like our, our original plan was that we would foster for like two or three years and then just, just, and then, you know, help kids go back home and then keep, you know, our two kids obviously <laughs> and, <laughs> and be done and move on with life. And, you know, here we are six kids later, um, mm. you know, in our permanent family, um, t- seven and a half years later mm-hmm. into fostering and 20 kids. Yeah. 20 kids I mean, we've had. Wow. So yeah, still going ages, strong. Yeah. So yep. we've stopped making yep. plans because they just doesn't work out. <laughs> yeah, this is because I was with Sage earlier. Sure. So you, how many biological, and then you adopted some, or, or some so just long term foster, or we gave birth to two kids, um, and then we have fostered a total of I don't know if it's eighteen or I if think it's, it's twenty. 20 we did, we did that, count it, at one yeah, point. I, yeah, I've lost count unfortunately. <laughs> it's easy but, to do. Um, so yeah, we've fostered a lot of kids of different ages over the mm-hmm. years, of all all different ages. So in our family now, we have six kids. We have the two we gave birth to. We've completed three adoptions. And then the fourth adoption, we actually go to court on the 21st of this oh, wow. month. Wow. So yeah, yeah, like a week and a half. Yeah, week and a half, yes, less than two weeks now. Oh, that's so, so good. Um, and he was a little bit of a surprise because he was our, our adopted daughter's um Bio, had a had a new biological brother that okay. was born, so he joined us that oh, way. Wow! wow. Yeah. and then we've got a couple of young adults also who we fostered through their teenage years, so we still very much consider them part of the family sure. as Absolutely. well. Right. Um, so yeah, we've kind of got this huge extended family now that's all spread out. But wow. yeah, I love it. I love it. And how has I mean, obviously, it's affected your business and your like your family has mm-hmm. influenced your business, not affected it, but totally. influenced it. Yeah. Both though. Tell us about that. I mean, I even saw on Facebook you posted, you know, I've been out of the office because of the kids Mm -hmm. and I can only assume it's probably somewhat related to fostering and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And how I mean, how has your that experience influenced your business and vice versa? Oh, just a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> so that's, a, that's a loaded well, question. So, like for that example of the my Facebook post about I I just started working again, and I Mike's our acupuncturist, but I do Reiki here and I teach hypnobirthing, and some of our kids come to us with really high needs sometimes, and totally. um, you know some significant special needs, and that tends to ebb and flow a bit, you know, depending on which kids we have and who mm-hmm. has special needs at the time. So, yeah, this whole past calendar year, basically, I ended up having to step back from work, which was really hard. I mean, I was still trying to do a lot of the behind the scenes things at home, but Mm -hmm. I was not in the office anymore. um, Because I I was, you know, one of our kids was at the hospital every day. And Mm -hmm. um, we were it was it was really time consuming and and really emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it affects our business in that way that, you know, we have to really take a lot of time off mm-hmm. and we need to drop things on short notice yeah. to, mm-hmm. to take care of certain kiddos and you know when they're having a hard time even when they're not in just day-to-day activities if you have six kids right things are going to come up more often that you need to, to kind of step back from so yeah, yeah i'll have to occasionally you know close my schedule and just call people two days ahead of time and say i can't be here this day because of whatever well and sometimes the day and, of and sometimes, sometimes the day of yeah, you know you yeah. have to just call people and say mm-hmm. i'm sorry we can't we, yeah. i think we got lucky that our business sort of started taking off right around the time we started fostering it was, it was, um, yeah, so we have more freedom to do that. Yeah. It's a part of your mm-hmm. culture. They, yeah, they, they sure. kind of know what they're getting into yeah. when they, you know, your clients come in. They yeah. do. And we, awesome. sh- we have family pictures up in the office mm-hmm. and we talk about our family all the time. Yeah, and, we're very open about that. Yeah. And a lot of our clients have been with us for years and years mm-hmm. and they've seen our kids grow up. Oh. Yeah. 
So I think that really helps them understand what's going on yeah. and mm-hmm. being really patient with us when we do have to make changes. Yeah. I think um, one of the coolest things I kind of hear from that as well is like the influence we all have in our lives and, and what we then tend to prioritize. And then it sounds like it's like for you, it's your family. Absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. your family it first. When you that, have to shut yeah. down your business, you do. Right. You yeah. know, to go take care of the most important thing to you, which is your family. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's just really cool to hear because yeah. that's not the story of everybody here in America. It's right. really and, not. And so it's really cool to see you guys use your influence to be able to almost teach in a way mm-hmm. by just like being in that community. And that's just really special. So that's really awesome. Thank yeah. you. Thanks. I love that. that. That's always yeah. kind of been our philosophy. So it's not a difficult thing for us to do. Yeah. It's, you know, it can be totally. frustrating. I get frustrated with that occasionally, but of it's, course. it's the way it works for us. So yeah. And I been. think our, and I think a lot of our clients appreciate it because they know, I mean, we, we, we treat a lot of whole families here mm-hmm. and a lot of pediatrics and kids. And so they see that how we treat our kids and prioritize them. We also do with the kids in our practice. Totally. I mean, we treat mm-hmm. them like they're our own and, mm-hmm they're our priority too. Mm-hmm. So I think that it works really well together. That's yep. awesome. Yeah, I love it. Love it. So your journey to being in this space, mm-hmm. obviously like there was a lot of steps that happened, but, and I heard you say it a little bit, you never really got ahead of yourself, but can you explain like actually pulling the trigger, you know, where it's like, okay, we're in the house. We got the home office. Okay. We're ready to get a second location. Okay. Right. Yeah. We're, we got these two locations okay, we're ready to get the, you know, I, I mean, I just tend to be the one who's like, oh gosh, you know, (laughs) in our relationship. Yeah. Your heart stops for a minute, right? When you take those big moves. But tell us about those big moves and, and what was kind of the trigger that you were like, okay, it needs to happen. And this is why we're willing to do it. Sure. Yeah. Well, I I think with, um, moving, out of the house completely. The trigger was just there was just too much going on at home. Sure. That, that was that was a pretty easy one to and and, yeah. we, and we were again financially stable enough that we could make that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, the very first office we got, we weren't even necessarily really looking. looking or planning, yeah. but we just found something that on just felt like too mm. good of a deal to pass up. Mm-hmm. And we but we literally sat down and figured out this is what the rent is, this is the overhead, and this is we figured it out. This is how many clients we have more clients we have to see each month to meet that. Mm-hmm. Um or each I think it was like f- we needed four new clients a week, I believe, to like okay. meet the rent, which wasn't huge rent, but you know, it was six hundred dollars a month or something, which felt yeah. like a large chunk of money to us at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we sat down and figured out like, okay, you know, how are we going to get them and how, you know, how, how do we get four new clients a week? Um, but it, you know, we did it and it worked out. And then, you know, I think each step we've taken has just, it sort of has felt like we've outgrown where we were at right. and it, it, it's we all needed felt very to do natural something new. And organic, all these, all these kind of moves that we've made. That's cool. So you how, guys so. were cash flowing, right? So you never... You never took out a loan. Never no. took out a loan. No. Okay. I will admit there were times when our money like personally got tight. And yeah, so we sure, would rely sure. on credit cards a bit to get yeah. through month to sure. month. But we never, we just weren't, we didn't feel like we were in a position to take out a large loan. I mean, that was really no. never something that we even entertained. And we really tried to not get ahead of ourselves too much too yeah. in, that, in that regard. Like we, we didn't want to take on so much, I guess, responsibility um, with, with, moving out too soon because um, mm-hmm. that would have been a lot more difficult to to manage we see so many um, small so many small businesses fail that way i think and especially acupuncture especially acupuncture yeah. we see mm-hmm. so many come out of school and they don't 
have a lot of business experience necessarily, and you don't learn a ton of, you, you learn a lot of it, acupuncture in acupuncture school, but yeah, not a right. lot of business not, not management. Enough. Yeah, not enough. Um, they don't have a client base built up yet because they're right. fresh out of right. school. And so mm-hmm. they go with this dream and, you know, get these large spaces and open up and it's beautiful, but they can't sustain it necessarily right. long enough to get ahead. Wow. So Gotta go through the school hard knocks. You needed yeah. to get four new clients a week for how long? That was like the ongoing. That was what we needed in order. So say we were seeing like 12 a week, maybe. Sure. We knew that to cover the overhead in the new office, we needed an additional, like on, a, on an ongoing basis, uh, right. an additional four appointments so a week what, to pay for then that. So you said you figure out, so what was your strategy then to then basically go get those four new clients? Because we all have right things we need. Like right. here's the amount of money we need to have this space. Mm-hmm. And we need this many people, then what? So we what relied a lot on running Groupons mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> back yeah. then, which sounds yeah. a That's little awesome. silly, yeah, but no, that was how we, I figured yeah, yeah. you we, had some type of... And we yeah. made our appointments. So we still we still pride ourselves on trying to keep our appointments really affordable for families. So acupuncture is still only $50 a treatment at our office. But back then, it was only $35 a treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we would run Groupons, and Groupon kind of has changed their model so we got in at a time when it worked really well for us. We got a humongous influx yeah. of patients. And, and it was wow. basically, we were making like oh, wow. dollars off of each yeah, it was, treatment, it was nothing. but, um, but it was got them in. in the door. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so and we it was certainly a group on for like what? One session. And then you <laughs> actually it was, it was uh three or six. Oh, was, was that the first one? Yeah. So we really kind of sank a lot into that just to, to get people but in the door. You need to build that relationship. Right. I think exactly. that's better than yeah. just a one-off. Yeah. 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 That was exactly Definitely. what we figured. If we had more time to see them, they would get more invested in mm-hmm. their relationship sure. with us and in yes. their health. And that was, it was an ambitious. Exactly. It was, it was really ambitious. one quick fix. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, I mean, it was, it was crazy for, you know, a couple months where I was just working I don't even know how many hours, but Jeez. I was seeing more than 100 patients a week consistently for oh, you know, wow. a couple of weeks wow. in a row between wow. the two offices when we first ran that. Um, and it tapered off, obviously, because not everybody's going to convert into a yep. patient, but of we course. did convert a lot of them just because I think they got a lot of value out of it right. and um, they could see the results after you know, a number of treatments. So it, yeah, we, the, we did a pretty good job with the conversion rate. And the way acupuncture works is that the sort of the more you do it, the more the effects accumulate. It's cumulative. Yeah. yeah. So you most people feel really good after one treatment, but it doesn't last a real long time. But if they can come in for three, four, five mm-hmm. treatments, then they start seeing more lasting results. Mm-hmm. And then we've got a client for life because right. they really believe yeah. in it. And so then as other things come up in their life, they come back to us. And we've seen that. I mean, we still have a lot of our clients came to us years yeah. ago through those group mm-hmm. bonds. Yeah, so it worked out. Wow. And the, the perception of acupuncture changed too. I don't think as many people back when we originally ran that uh, Groupon knew enough about acupuncture to understand how it worked. So doing those kind of uh, package deals kind of taught people, I guess, how to how to approach acupuncture. Mm-hmm. Like these days, I think more people, it, it's so much more... Um, Mainstream, mainstream now. Yeah. yeah. People know about it more. People understand how it works. Mm-hmm. And it's not, you know, as necessary. Like if we were to do that over right now, I probably wouldn't do it. Interesting. Because uh, people kind of get it a little or, bit more. Well, we still run Groupon sometimes, we but do. not for not huge for six packages or three. like yeah, that. No. Yeah. How did you, I mean, how did you discover Groupon? Was it new? It was, was that it like was re- new? It was relatively new. Yeah. 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 Um, and it was actually a classmate of mine who ran one. He was in um, 
gosh, I don't know, uh, Niles maybe or Naperville. He was in Naperville and he ran one and he got a huge response from it. And wow. he talked to me a lot about it. So I, I kind of picked his brain a little bit and contacted Groupon. Um, I, I went out of my way to kind of. Well, I remember them. <laughs> contacting them when we were still working out of the home and they wouldn't yeah. work with us then because they wanted it to be sure. a separate, which I sure. understand. So that was a little bit of a goal that once we got, mm-hmm. you know, we knew we recognized that once we got out of the home and got into a more professional setting, we would be taken a little bit more seriously mm-hmm. for different opportunities opportunities like that for sure that's so cool yeah yeah that's so so cool but definitely setting our price point really affordable for people yeah you know give it give it away those first few few right. sessions yeah. if you it have an, to it, it was a marketing ploy honestly it was yeah. just a way to yeah, yeah get course. people in the door yeah you uh, have worked, to work great so i know some and yeah some practices take insurance don't take insurance mm-hmm. i mean this is like a big deal right in like yeah. the mm-hmm. natural health world yes. right what do you guys do and why did you make that decision so we're a cash practice. We, we've never taken insurance. Um, and the reason why we don't is because our price point just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to do that with mm-hmm. uh, based on what co-pays are. Mm-hmm. Um, we do something called super billing, uh, which essentially is a, if a patient has insurance that covers acupuncture and about at any given point, half of my clients do. It, it fluctuates, but in about half. Um, I essentially sent them a receipt with all the information that the insurance providers need to reimburse them directly so that they get this PDF receipt in the email in their email. They send it off to their insurance company and their insurance company cuts them a check. Usually they they last, you know, they do it once a quarter or once a month. Yeah. Um, And it sounds from our clients, like some insurance companies are probably easier to work with than others for them to get that. Absolutely. And that's part of how we keep our costs lower because we don't have, I mean, it just costs Mm -hmm. an office so much money to do the billing to insurance to have the Mm -hmm. staff for that. Yeah. I and mean, we just don't. I and mean, we've never had a receptionist. We answer. Mm-hmm. Our, Mike started out on his own personal cell phone. Yeah. Now we have an office phone. <laughs> Thank, but thankfully, whoever's here working answers the call. Answers the yeah. phone. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We and we have online scheduling for our clients. So a mm-hmm. lot of them are, you know, just go online yeah. and schedule their That's own great. appointments. Cool. But yeah. Did you guys ever even consider taking insurance? This just like, yeah. this aspect of it fascinates me so much. I mm-hmm. I've been to chiropractors and all this stuff and not all of them have been cash practice mm-hmm. which i love to be honest i don't know yeah. you just don't have to deal with it but the other part yeah is that i, I <laughs> philosophically i don't really want to deal with um insurance providers either sure. like it just I'd feel much better just doing what we do and keeping our costs low for yeah. people so yeah, they can having kind of afford to argue come see us. with insurance providers yeah. to get yeah. your, It's just not health based either. Right. right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so Sorry commercialized. And, and we're very much in support yeah. of insurance companies covering oh, right. acupuncture. Yes. Like right. sure. we just wish that it more did and that more covered it more easily sure. because so I think at some point that will the tide will turn on that. It will. And we'll get on board with it when that happens. But right now it's really just not worth our 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 time i mean we just can't we can't we don't have the yeah. the staff for that totally yeah cool. and again we want to keep our costs relatively affordable so that people yeah. can come see us more and it might frequently because that works better for them to pay you cash rather than having an insurance plan that covers stuff like yeah. acupuncture absolutely and get a lower right. insurance well and because plan, yeah. like i said we charge 50 dollars, and a lot of times their copay is like 40 dollars anyway so sure. by the time exactly. we pay that yeah. and then pay the higher right. premium exactly. it doesn't even necessarily make sense right. yeah, yeah. Crazy. So something you guys talked about with the conversion for Groupon and, you know, mm-hmm. com- actually converting, you know, people who are buying this coupon <laughs> yeah. into regular clients. I mean, there has to be minus, you know, obviously the effects and, you know, things working for them. 
there has to be more than that. You know, what kind of value did you guys create or what do you feel like you guys provide outside of like literally just the race outside just the results? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think we're nice people. And And I think they, I think it's a little bit of just an energy thing that they enjoy, um, us and our family and hearing about what we're doing and this, you know, we try to bring kind of a sense of community to mm-hmm. what we do. Um, yeah, I don't, and we've I, just been really, we've been blessed. I mean, we have, we have the best clients in the do. world. We, we really do. do. Yeah. Like just the, it's just been a match of the right people find mm-hmm. us and we fit together. We know their yeah. kids, they know ours. Yeah. We love um, it. And I think what differentiates acupuncturists in particular from other uh, practitioners, other modalities is that we tend to spend a lot of time with mm-hmm. our patients, especially in the intake in the beginning. Like I spent a good 45 minutes to an hour with patients in the beginning, just kind of talking mm-hmm. about health history and I get to know them and that's my investment in them. Um, and then, you know, going forward, I still try to spend a lot of time getting to know them and, and understanding where they're coming from and what I can do to help to kind of make their experience better. Right. Um, and, and definitely as social know, just, media has evolved, that has really helped us build, I think, our sense of community because people, yeah. you know, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram and people see our posts and mm-hmm. um, we try to keep them educated about, you know, health related things, but then also give them the glimpses of what's going on in our life and in our family. So I think that's been a really helpful way to keep people in the loop, I guess, and cool. in our in our circle. Have you guys started getting clients through social media at all? Like people who said, people I found con- you on Instagram or yeah. Facebook. Yeah. Or- we have people oh, yeah. contact us through Facebook um, occasionally. And, and I'm sure people times- just kind of do their research online and kind of see things. Mm-hmm. There's like all the us. local like moms groups on Facebook oh, too, yeah. wherever you live, you know. Mm-hmm. And so when we get in to there, you know, one mom comes to see us and then all of a sudden somebody's asking about acupuncture or chiropractic or, and we don't even do chiropractic here, but whenever somebody's asking about natural health kinds of things, mm-hmm. um, the, you know, whoever has come to see us definitely goes out and puts our name out there. And it's mm-hmm. so yeah. it sort of snowballs then. And that's great because that's what we want. We want to be the place that people come to in our area mm-hmm. for acupuncture yeah. and holistic health. Mm-hmm. And it is a lot of word of mouth. I mean, we don't really do any advertising outside of the, you know, the wow. Groupon thing, but uh, it's no print ads, no, no, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. It's, 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 spent, all, it's just like, word of mouth at this point. We've experimented with Facebook ads a few times, you mm-hmm. know, $50 here and there, basically. Yeah. But that's literally the only money I think we've yeah. ever put into advertising. Hmm. So it's, wow. it's really just word of mouth. That is so cool. And I think it just is a testament to what you guys are providing and how passionate your clients are about you guys and your practice. You know, they could go to another acupuncturist, mm-hmm. but they're obviously getting not only results, but also like they love you guys. Thank you. Right? We think so. so, I think so. That's we love them. That's we hope they love us. Yeah, it's so fun. <laughs> and we have really great, I mean, Mike and Carissa and Brian are all just amazing practitioners too. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really, you know, and this and the, the the there's two local acupuncture schools which do a fantastic job of preparing these acupuncturists also. So I yeah. think that's a huge piece of it. Yeah. So tell us about, the, you said that, okay, just so everyone knows, <laughs> the music's just getting really loud. I know. We're getting some weird interference. <laughs> It's a Spanish <laughs> station, so if you can hear it in the recording, That's I'm so sorry. Is. But you just enjoy it. It's background music. Yeah. Um, so you said like acu- acupuncture school really prepares you, obviously, to be an acupuncturist. Right. But not so much on the business side. There, so did you even have like one business class? There was a class called practice management that I okay. went through. And it was 
I mean, was it just a joke? <laughs> More or less. I mean, there, there were some things that I took from it. I think but, we had uh, to make like a mock-up of a business card. A bi- a, no, and a business plan. We had to write a business oh, okay. plan. Oh, okay, um, something. Not that I've ever written a business plan outside of that class, but that sure. was <laughs> that was something we did. Yeah. Um, and then we did market research in that class, and that's the one okay. thing that I kind of took with me from that class is how to do a little bit of market research and see okay. what else is in my area and you know, can I get a niche. And we already had a pretty good idea what we were going to do anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, every once in a while I will go look, you know, on, on just, I'll just do a Google search for acupuncture in the Northwest suburbs and yeah. see what's out there and who's doing what just yeah. to kind of keep it, keep things relevant and moving forward. Yeah. So was it the same with business? Like just kind of taking one step after the, the yeah. other, like it just tri- learning the hard fire. lessons. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah just that's exactly it. We just it. had to learn. Yeah. Learn as we go. Yeah. He's yeah. great at acupuncture. Not so good at business. I mean, I think yeah. you're okay. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I handle fine. more of the business kind of decisions. Okay. Yeah. So I'm very behind. I've been very behind the scenes, but yeah, mm-hmm. but total testament to Jasmine. I pretty much been, yeah, the, am the, the final force say on a lot of the decisions That's that awesome. we make. Yeah, all the, the evolution of our practice. Yeah. So between for sure. the two of us, I don't know. There's some kind of magic sauce yeah. there. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're a team. Team. <laughs> good team. Yeah, it works. We don't know what we don't know always what we're doing, but we yeah. fake it and it works. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Do you guys have anything that comes to mind when I say like mistake? Like, what was kind of mm. your number one mistake in getting started with this whole process? That's a great question. I'm sure there is something. <laughs> I mean, we've made. We've I'm sure lots of and, small mistakes. I yeah. mean, and the basic, like you know. Uh, saying of the customer is always right. I mean, we just mm-hmm. try to always provide great customer service whenever we can. Mm-hmm. And certainly there's times where, where there's misunderstandings with clients yeah, and absolutely. things like that, but we try to make it right. Um, yeah. yeah. I can't think of any huge mistakes though, to be honest. I'm sure there have been, there have definitely been times that probably at the time felt like like you know at the time at the yeah. time mm-hmm. felt like oh did we get in over our heads oh yeah. mm-hmm. you know at the time it felt really overwhelming at times most recently with the build out i think there was some issues with just getting it done on well the, the permits and everything that we had to go through yeah. that seemed like when a mistake we expanded at the time this space yeah because it was taking for it took way longer than it should have to mm. get everything in order for the the construction to happen all of our um, offices that we got um were always already kind of we just ended up with spaces that were already built in a format that worked for us. Yeah. But then when we wanted to stay at our current space, we leased the space behind us. Well, actually, our business partner, Carissa, did. And so we combined the two offices. And um, so we had to do a huge build out on it. And that was our first time going through that experience. And so that, um, I mean, that took months, and much process. longer than we thought it was, it was going to. Process, mm-hmm. yeah. And maybe in hindsight, we would have been better off just moving to a bigger space that was... <laughs> Yeah. already set oh, up but i would say it. that was a big a big learning experience is that yeah a build out is going to be a mm-hmm. much bigger deal than you probably think it will be but moving is hard too just to transition people to a new space that they already you know mm-hmm. from somewhere else that they feel comfortable at and have been right. coming to for you know it had been it's three easy. years you just at that have point. the back space right right, right. yeah it's so nice yeah. for them so again now that yeah. it's done it all feels great yeah. but that was a really stressful like eight month process yeah. oh, no. <laughs> way too long, took that long. That's yeah crazy. the building the building itself was really short but it was the getting the permits from mm-hmm. the village and things like and that figuring out the parking situation oh yeah we re- that was a mistake we rented the space without making sure that it was zoned appropriately right. for what we wanted to do this and so we had already space. 
signed the lease and then found out that, oops, we're not necessarily going to let you use it for what you want to do. Right. Oh, my god. That was not the case for the for the initial, for the original office. That no, was but fine. It, it actually um, also happened at, a, at our mm-hmm. Mount Prospect. At our Mount Prospect yep. office. So you, so you would have thought we would have learned, but it was years <laughs> later and we kind of forgot, lesson. I guess. And there it was yeah. not a big deal. It was a very easy fix. So I think that's why it didn't stick in our minds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when it happened here, it was a different, you know, municipality and a much bigger deal. So yeah. I guess that would be a piece of advice for people is when you're signing a lease, make sure that it's all zoned yeah. appropriately and that you're going to be able to get licensed. Mm-hmm. So what the, does that mean? Like, do you literally have to, like, is it in the lease or do you have to go to the municipality and look it up right. on a map? You know, what does that mean? To I'm not, find I don't think zoning? it was in the, I'm not sure it's if it was not in the in lease. The lease. Yeah. You have to, yeah, you have to go to the municipality and check on how the property is zoned. Wow. And what it would, t- and if you want to change the zoning, what you would have to do, because there's different zoning for like medical use right. or, right. And what, you know, classes or different things. What's so funny is that this whole complex in here is mostly medical offices. Yeah. So yeah. you think that you this would, would be zoned medical, but it's, it, this space wasn't for whatever reason. And in both of the offices where we had this issue, it really revolved around how many parking spots there were. Right. That was so were you providing problem. parking just for a couple of employees who were working at the office all day or for a, a continuous flow of patients coming in all day because Got you need more, more spots then interesting yeah Yeah. nuts and bolts yeah so that was the one yeah big mistake or problem i guess that we challenged interesting (laughs) yeah Yeah. totally so i didn't ask beforehand if you were willing to talk about this but i would love to talk about your relationship with carissa Mm -hmm. um can you tell us a little bit about that because it's it's just i love it it's this partnership but you're not actually like partners i'm paper right. in, right. in the true legal sense, sense in a legal sense yeah so tell us about your relationship with carissa how it kind of all started and i mean really how you set up expectations and all that kind of stuff because i i just think it's so fascinating i love it yeah so well, I, I met carissa um way before we uh went into business together um oh, she, okay. she actually came in she called me um just kind of cold called me and asked if she could come in this is after she graduated from the acupuncture school she wanted to see if she could come pick my brain about you know, what it's like to be an acupuncturist in the Northwest suburbs and, cool. you know, whatever. So, so we met and I loved her. She was awesome. Um, and I knew that she was trying to do some part-time work at another at a chiropractic office actually. So I didn't really think twice about talking to her about employment opportunities or anything, but I thought she was yeah. great. And then, uh, it was what, like two years or three years later, yeah, it was a while um, later we, we wanted for, to hire, you know, you know, one or two new staff members and, so we said, well, let's reach out to Carissa while we're interviewing people. So we brought her in and loved her. Um, she's a she's a great person and a great acupuncturist. Mm-hmm. So she came on uh, basically on staff working for us as an acupuncturist. And then wanted, so she was literally like an employee of yours. Like you she was, she yeah. was on payroll initially. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And she wanted to become you know, she wanted more. She wanted to. And so we were kind of like, well, She's either going to become our competition or right. we're going to join yep. together. Right. You're yeah. going to lose her. Right. Or... Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So we started having conversations with her. And, and that took a long time of having mm-hmm. a lot of different conversations of how a partnership would work. And mm-hmm. and I think any kind of business partnership is can be scary because, you know, let's face it, if marriages can end in like, you know, doom and divorce, certainly business partnerships can end really badly. I've heard that a legal business partnership is like the absolute worst thing that you could do for your business. That's that's pretty much the advice from everybody we got was like, why you have a, you have a successful business. Why would you do that? (laughs) 
Yeah. So, but we just kind of kept following our our gut instincts that we mm. we really Carissa mm-hmm. was a really good person. We really and she was ambitious too, and we liked that about yeah. her. Yeah. She she she's invested in this. She wants to. You know, we we knew that from the beginning with her yeah. is that she she's wanted amb- to kind of push she's things. She's ambitious. And... She's a good person. Mm-hmm. She's a really talented. When you say she's ambitious, what did that look like actually? Well, just her reaching out to us in the first place, I thought was really great. And then the fact that she was so quickly after we hired her really wanting to talk about going into partnership together, it was kind of her. And she and she kept advocating for herself, you know, even as an employee, you know, to, you know, get more hours, make more money, things like that. And, you know, which is what you want to see in a partner. Mm -hmm. Um, And she brought up she did a lot because as our employee, all she had to do was show up, basically. But she was joining networking groups and Mm -hmm. going out there and networking and getting business. So that was huge. So we we, she showed and she kept advocating for herself that mm-hmm. she was invested and she was, you know, um, even small things like taking home, like, you know, we, we, mm-hmm. we do laundry at home for like the pillowcases we use and things. Mm-hmm. So she was taking them to her house when she mm-hmm. was here and, and she was cleaning and just all those little things yep. that show us she was really invested really in the taking business. ownership. Yes. It's so good. Yeah. So we so, knew pretty quickly with her that she was going to, yeah, be a good fit. So yeah, I won't go into all the details of how we structured it because it's kind of specific to our situation, mm-hmm. but instead of, making it a legal partnership on paper. Um, basically, we decided since that was around the time we wanted to expand our office, we held the lease on the current office. And then she got the lease on the office that we expanded into. Cool. Um, and so we still split all expenses each month. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she she gets her portion of her income that she makes. And Mike and I get our portion of income that we make. But um, but it seamlessly appears as one business to anybody walking in the doors. We we and that was when we changed our business name mm-hmm. from Sasak Family Acupuncture to okay. Family so this Tree. Is recent, yeah, relatively, oh, so yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, just what a year? Two, I think. Yeah, I don't remember. Well, <laughs> everything starts together blending together. But, yeah. but yeah, that was when we changed the business name. So we did a DBA. So technically, like that name is under our business still. Mm. But to everybody, it appears as one business. And you you mentioned that you weren't sure if we would talk about it because I because we want to keep up that appearance. So we don't even mm. sure. share it all that often sure. with people. And it doesn't really matter in, right. in the yeah, sense for, of things. Yeah. We're sitting here having a business conversation right, exactly. with interested in people who are interested in maybe partnering right. with yeah. other people. So they might find interest in that. Whereas yes. like yeah. every day, it actually doesn't matter. And exactly. It doesn't right. need to be talked about because it works. Yeah. Right. But in the business and, sense, and you've yeah, chosen yeah, to yeah, operate exactly. mm-hmm. as... Yeah. A seamless. We're very cohesive. Yeah. yeah. It's like all... from what I've heard from you, Jasmine, like it's just very like you answer each other's phone calls and right. schedule mm-hmm. each other. And it's yep. not like, oh, well, Mike's not in the office and I yes, can't right. talk yeah. to you about And we see each other's stuff, patients. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So amazing. Uh, yeah, people bounce back and forth between us, between all three. Uh, you know, Brian, yeah, too. Yeah, we try to um, not be, you know, there's, there's no competition. The books, are the yeah. books all the same, basically? So we, huh. we, that was, I had been doing our books prior to the to the joining together, mm-hmm. the partnership. And that was part of what we did when we brought Carissa on as a partner was we um, hired an outside bookkeeper so that there was a third That's party, great. you know, for transparency yeah. purposes. Mm-hmm. For sure. So we have a bookkeeper now who we meet with every month to go over the books. So we each keep separate books and then basically okay. invoice each other for oh, shared expenses. Oh, nice. Yes. So it's like we're roommates kind of. <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. You know, in the same space. Yeah. But we market together and we use the same business name together. Yeah, totally. And support each other. 
Yep. Um, and even even with our employees, even with Brian, like you know, we there's no competition. There's no oh, this is my client. Right, or, right, right. Mm-hmm. No, you know, we want all. the we want our clients to see whoever they're most comfortable with. And even mm-hmm. I got home from work last yeah. night. Yeah, just last night. I was yeah. here with Brian, and so I got home, and Mike said, "Oh, how's Brian doing?" I said, "Great." And Mike goes, "Oh, he got you know he converted one of my regular clients to become his regular client." And we were like, "Oh, that's so great yeah. for Brian. Good for him." Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. exciting. That's how it should work. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, fun. we want. We want the, the patients more, to be able to see who they want to see and feel most comfortable with. Yeah, because the more and they're happy. Wins then. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The patient, yeah. the everybody, yeah. the whole. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. tell us a little bit about Brian, because mm-hmm. I think, I mean, so my dad's a business owner, struggled to find good people. Mm-hmm. It's hard, yeah. right? And so how did you <laughs> navigate finding someone who you trusted, yeah. who's now taking your clients because right, he's right. just so good? Yeah. So I, I met Brian because he brought his son in to see me. Okay. Full disclosure. Um, when he was in acupuncture school, I hope Brian's okay, okay with you sharing that. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, yeah, just very brief. And and now we can yeah. start to learn out the yeah. names. Right. We'll make sure. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Um, I'm, I'm sure he won't mind. But anyway, so he, I, I met him then, and I had a conversation with him when he brought him in, and I thought he was great, and we got to talking. He went to the same school that I did, so oh, we had cool. a lot to talk about. Um, and again, it was one of those things that I just kind of, you know, put in my back pocket. I was like, this guy's a nice guy he seems like he'd be a good practitioner yeah i like what he's all about um so then we again we were looking for uh uh employees and and trying to think about who we could ask and brian was top of mind so this Mm -hmm. was you know two or three years after that first encounter and uh so i called him up and uh had him in for an interview and he was great as i knew he would be and i don't know we went with him we kind of ran with it yeah, I mean, he's Very another cool. local parent, which seems yeah. to work really well because yeah. they know the community and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's um, very local. He's in Arlington Heights. Yeah. Yep. So, very cool. So, what's on the horizon for you guys? Do you have, I mean, do you have any big dreams for the practice that are bigger than what you have now? Are you really, you're like, we're good where we're at? We're never quite good where we're at. I mean, we always want to, I think that's kind of the, the general theme with our with our practice. We always want to kind of be pushing things here and there. Um, we have realized a lot of our dreams in terms of what we kind of set out to do. Um, mm-hmm. The one thing that I think we're trying to kind of focus on going forward at this point is bring more people into the classroom spaces, which is where we're sitting and, and yeah. getting more of a sense of community. Mm-hmm. Um that was always our, you know, before I even went to school, that was what we wanted to do is have some kind of space where, you know, I could do some kind of practice out of and have people come in to have community. Um, so so mom's groups meeting yeah, and things like that. Very and cool. yeah, that's how we sort of wanted to start out. And then we realized quickly that it was the acupuncture that would actually make us money and keep the doors open. So, you know, yeah, here we are. Yeah, that's not going anywhere. That, that's important. Nine but, uh, years later into into business and um yeah we're finally at that stage where we can finally work on that piece of it and awesome. sort of opening our doors to the community and providing this as as a hub for them to meet and make mm-hmm. friends and find their tribe so oh, that's I love our that that's our next step wow. yeah that's yeah. awesome so if you guys had one piece of advice for somebody who's trying to start their own business or even their own like medical practice mm-hmm. what would you say so I, my, my advice is to, I mean, the way that we started out would be what my advice is, which is just to keep yourself as available as possible and have as many hours as humanly possible available to seeing people, hmm. especially in my line of work. And I, I would imagine that probably translates to others too. 
Um, but that's, you really have to hustle and you have to keep yourself available so that you can see as many people as possible or have as many conversations as possible or make as many sales calls as possible or whatever it is. But you have to really, really kind of put yourself out there and be super, super available. Um, so getting started, I think that was, that's what I would say is probably the most important, you know, aspect of, of getting into business. Cool. Yeah. What about for you, Jasmine? Um, I think mine probably as the person who did most of the bookkeeping and paying the bills, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> like literally writing them, the checks, um, would be to start small and, and build as you go and build as you grow, um, that, you know, to never get too far ahead of yourself because it was scary when we didn't have money to pay the bills and I wouldn't have wanted to take on more than we did. Um, and it worked out it, you know, we've been in business nine and a half years, so it took a while to get to this place, but I think when you're really invested and it's your long-term plan, Mm -hmm. that's a really good way to go is to just kind of build slowly and not take too huge risks. Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks so much, guys. This was so great. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. And we'll provide, you know, all the information for you guys to look them up, Instagram, Facebook, online, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. Awesome. Thanks Thanks so much. Thanks for coming out to our office. Absolutely. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Hey, if you liked this or any of our other episodes, jump on your phone or your computer right now and let somebody know. We'd love if you tag us on social media and leave us a review on iTunes. So thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week.